Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast and Happy New Year's Eve. It's uh, 11.30pm on the 31st of December 2021, capping off two terrible years in a row. What will 2022 be? Can't be worse, right? Oh, why did I say that? I'm touching wood so hard right now. But we're, we're due for a good year. Anyway, can't think of a better way to end the year than reading a little bit to you guys. Not having a big one tonight, not out partying, just keeping it chill. I don't want to go out. I don't want to get coronavirus. So here I am. Um, we're discussing the shooting of Dan McGrew by Robert W. Service. And then we're going to read Allergy Written in a Country Churchyard by Thomas Gray. It's another poem. No idea what it's about. It was recommended uh, by Swims at the Moment Fishy. So, we'll read it. Probably got absolutely nothing to do with New Year's, but hey, who cares? It's a poem. Let's do it. Swims at the Moment Fishy said, The thing I like about both of those Robert Service poems is how evocative they are about a time and place as well as the inhabitants. I feel as if I was there as well. Also, the character of Dan McGrew was based on William Nelson McGrew, whose nickname was Dangerous Dan. William McGrew had gone to the Yukon seeking his fortune during the Yukon Gold Rush. William McGrew and Robert Service were mutually antagonistic towards each other, and after an argument, Robert Service is reputed to have said, McGrew, someday I'll kill you. Service achieved his goal by killing Dan McGrew in this poem. Lou pinched his poke, is one line. It says, to pinch means to steal, and poke is a bag or a sack. In this case, it is a sack of gold dust, which could hold about two ounces. The kid that handles the music box was hitting a jagtime tune. Uh, The ragtime kid from the Dominion Saloon is a possible model for a service's jagtime kid. According to Pierre Burton, the ragtime kid was challenged to a piano contest by entertainer William, sorry, Wilson Misner, who thought in error that he could outperform the ragtime kid. Misner fancied himself a singer and as a piano player during this year in Dawson. The kid's mother was a Chicago music teacher and it was his boast that he could play anything that was requested. Misner, who came from a good family, was skeptical of the kid's musical knowledge and rashly bet that he could not that he could play something that the kid could not copy. The kid accepted, whereupon Misna sat down and played the Holy City. Move over, said the kid, contemptuously, and before Misna had finished the final notes, he was rendering the grand old song in ragtime. Ragtime is a very interesting musical genre. The style has its origins in African-American communities in cities such as St. Louis. Ragtime was also a modification of the march style popularized by John Philip Sousa with additional polyrhythms coming from African music. Uh, Cool. All right. I feel like we're going further and further off track with this, but it's all interesting stuff. Um, I mean, I know what ragtime music is. I can hear it in my head. So um, that description wasn't really lost on me, I think. But still, I appreciate it all the same. Swim said the moment fishy. I don't really know that poem they're so straightforward which is a good thing but they are almost like little short stories that rhyme and are in you know meters but 
not much to pick apart, is there? Because it's so straightforward. Um, so, then, let us read the next one. And then put this year behind us. And then, tomorrow, we'll start with chapter one of, uh, of uh, Buttonbrooks. Damn. I can't believe it's nearly January. <laughs> Man, what what has happened to the time? I know it's such a cliche thing to say, but I just can't think of another way to express how I'm feeling. Like literally the last two years have just blipped away. Uh, you know, my partner asked me like, you know, we were talking about what do we do this year that was good? What are we happy about? What are we grateful for? And then we said, well, what do we, and what what do we want to achieve next year? And we both just kind of blanked, like, we're so unambitious at the moment. And not just us, I think everyone is just like, so the goal I came up with was like, the first thing I want to do is like, I don't want to be someone who doesn't have an answer to that question of like, what's your, what are your next goals? What are you working towards? And just being like, Oh, uh, I don't really know. That's a horrible feeling. So my 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 initial goal, maybe I'll even call it my New Year's resolution, is to just answer that question because you need an answer to that and then it's something to sort of concentrate on and to envisage and to meditate on and to, to make it happen, right? But if you don't have that, that's fine if you don't have it. I don't at the moment. My partner doesn't at the moment. I think a lot of people probably don't at the moment have a sort of clear picture of what do I want to achieve next what am I doing what are my ambitions and that's okay but I think then your ambition should be to spend a bit of time to make to figure that out you know so that's what I'm going to do set a few goals to get excited about things to work towards I'm not going to rush it. I didn't want to come up with something on the spot, you know. I want to think about it for a few days or a few weeks or however long it takes, really, you know, um, within reason. If I'm still thinking about it this time next year, that's a bad thing. But if by the end of January I've got a little checklist of things to do, that's a good feeling. Anyway, what am I doing? I'm ranting and raving. It's one of those weird times. It's... New Year's Eve, it's almost midnight and you just start reflecting, don't you? And you become kind of introspective. Here is Allergy Written in a Country Churchyard by Thomas Gray. G-R-A-Y. The curfew tolls the knell of parting day. The lowing herd wind... Sorry, starting again. The curfew tolls the knell of parting day. The lowing herd whined slowly over the lay. The ploughman homeward plods his weary way and leaves the world to darkness and to me. Man, I've already I've already messed it up. Let me start again. <laughs> uh, the curfew tolls the knell of parting day. The lowing herd whined slowly over the lee. The ploughman homeward plods his weary way and leaves the world to darkness and to me. Now fades the glimmering landscapes on the sight. 
and all the air a solemn stillness holds, save where the beetle wheels his droning flight, and drowsy tinklings lull the distant folds. Save that from yonder ivy-mantled tower, the moping owl does to the moon complain of such a wandering near her sect bower, molest her ancient solitary reign. Beneath those rugged elms that yew trees shade, where heaves the turf in many a mouldering heap, each in his narrow cell for ever laid the rude forefathers of the hamlet's sleep. The breezy call of incense breathing morn, the swallow twittering from the straw built shed, the cock's shrill clarion or the echoing horn, no more shall rouse them from their lowly bed, for them no more the blazing hearth shall burn or busy housewife ply her evening care, no children run to lisp their sire's return, or climb his knees to invite kiss, the envied kiss to share. Oft did the harvest to their sickle yield, their furrow off the stubborn glebe has broke, how jocund did they drive their team afield, how bowed the woods beneath their sturdy stroke. Let not ambition mock their useful toil, their homely joys and destiny obscure, nor grandeur here with a disdainful smile the short and simple annals of the poor. The boast of heraldry, the pomp of power, and all that beauty, all that wealth ever gave, awaits like alike the inevitable hour. The paths of glory lead but to the grave. Nor you, ye proud, impute to these the fault if memory over their tomb no trophies raise, where throw the long-drawn aisle and fretted vault, the pealing anthem swells the note of praise. Can stories urn or animated bust back to its mansion call the fleeting breath? Can honor, honor's voice provoke the silent dust or flattery soothe the dull, cold ear of death? Perhaps... In this neglected spot is laid Some heart once pregnant with celestial fire Hands that the rod of empire might have swayed Or waked to ecstasy the living lyre But knowledge to their eyes her ample page Rich with the spoils of time did never unroll Chill penury repressed their noble rage And froze the genial current of the soul Full many a gem of purest ray serene, the dark unfathomed caves of ocean bear. Full many a flower is born to blush unseen, and waste its sweetness on the desert air. Some village Hampton, that with dauntless breast, the little tyrant of his fields withstood, some mute inglorious Milton here may rest, some Cromwell guiltless of his country's blood. The applause of listening senates to command, the threats of pain and ruin to despise, to scatter plenty over a smiling land and read their history in a nation's eyes. Their lot forbade, nor circumscribed alone, their glowing virtues, but their crimes confined, forbade to wade through slaughter to a throne and shut the gates of mercy on mankind. The struggling pangs of conscious truth to hide, to quench the blushes of ingenious shame, or heap the shrine of luxury and pride, with incense kindled at the muse's flame. Far from the maddening crowds in global strife, their sober wishes never learn to stray.
along the cool sequestered vale of life they kept the noiseless tenor of their way yet even these bones from insult to protect some frail memorial still erect nigh with uncouth rhymes and shapeless sculptured decked implores the passing tribute of a sigh their names their years spelt by the unlettered muse the place of fame and allergy supply and many a holy text around the shrews that teach the rustic moralist to die for who to dumb forgetfulness a prey this pleasing anxious being ever resigned left the warm precincts of the cheerful day nor cast one longing lingering look behind on some fond breast the parting soul relies some pious drops the closing eye requires even from the tomb the voice of nature cries evening even in our ash ashes live their wanted fires for thee who mindful of the unhonored dead dost in these lines their artless tale relate if chance by lonely contemplation led some kindred spirit shall inquire thy fate haply some hoary-headed swain may say oft have we seen him at the peep of dawn brushing with hasty steps the dews away to meet the sun upon the upland lawn there at the foot of yonder nodding beech that wreathes its old fantastic roots so high his listless length at noontide would he stretch and pour upon the brook that babbles by hard by yon wood now smiling as in scorn muttering his wayward fancies he would rove now drooping woeful one like one forlorn or crazed with care or crossed in hopeless love one morn i missed him on the customed hill along the heath and near his favourite tree another came nor yet beside the rill nor up the lawn nor at the wood was he the next with dirges due in a sad array slow through the churchway path we saw him borne approach and read for thou canst read the lay graved on the stone beneath yon aged thorn the epitaph here rests his head upon the lap of earth a youth to fortune and to fame unknown fair science frowned not on his humble birth and melancholy marked him for her own large was his bounty and his soul sincere heaven did a recompense as largely send he gave to misery all he had a tear he gained from heaven twas all he wished a friend no father seek his merits to disclose or draw his frailties from their dread abode there they alike in trembling hope repose the bosom of his father and his god that's that one that's that one the allergy written in a country courtyard pretty i i want to tear that one apart because oh that sounds like i want to tear it apart i want to pick that one apart uh because i feel like there's a lot in there that could be unpacked well happy new year don't drink too much punch and I'll see you tomorrow.